This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. In this bonus episode, we are covering new possibilities in research designs that are now possible with advances in sedentary behavior and physical activity measurement technology. This bonus episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Fibion. Before we get into that, let's consider a moment the funding scene. In most countries, research funding is competitive or even really competitive. This means that only few percent will actually get funded. So basically, you need to score really high in all criteria that are evaluated in the grant proposal review process. This means that even small advantage you can get can make the difference between successful application versus a non-successful application. So small things make a difference as basically everyone gets a good score in the evaluation and it's the ones who get brilliant scores who actually get funded. In this episode, I want to discuss about the research design and how many data points and how much data you have from each participant. And normally it is quite a bit of work and hassle to collect objective or more accurately device-based physical activity data. Basically you charge the device, put correct measurement settings, initialize the devices, post them or give them face-to-face to participants. Then participants wear the device, usually for seven days. You arrange to get the devices back, you download the data, you maybe disinfect the devices and accessories. And then for the next data point, you need to do all those steps again and if you think that you have several data points and for example let's say 100 participants it's a lot of work and a lot of things that can go actually wrong with the new iot internet of things devices all this gets quite a bit easier devices can come pre-charged There is no need to do any setup for the devices. There's no need to initialize them. Just get the device once to the participant and you're good to go. Then you can just control all the devices from cloud platform, starting and stopping devices with one click. So for example, with Fibion Sense devices, you have at least two years time window for measurements and you can activate the device during that two years to measure a total of 15 weeks of data and all this in a way that participant doesn't need to do anything else than wear the device there is no need for them to 
charge device or for them to initialize the devices in any way. And data is conveniently available for all researchers in your research group through the cloud. So basically you can start analyzing data and even publish some results before even getting the devices back from the participants. And this cloud uh, platform really helps when you have people in different countries, you don't need to be sending the data, think about the safety of the data, but everybody can securely access the data from the cloud. So this technology enables and makes it very convenient to collect longitudinal data and this helps your study to be better in many ways for example longer and more accurate data you have you will get significant differences with less participants and for funding bodies this means more bang for the buck and many times their interest is to maximize the effects of money they invest and more data points means more power to your calculations. So basically additional data points will improve the quality of your study. And without enough data points, we just have few snapshots here and there, but it is uncertain if those really reflect the changes that have or have not happened in the behavior of participants. So really having more data points improves the quality of your research and better we can trust the results of the study. For example, there is seasonal fluctuation in different biomarkers, there's seasonal fluctuation in physical activity levels, especially in countries where the weather is changing quite a bit. So basically these fluctuations can, for example, hide the effectiveness of an intervention. So with more data points, we can really detect the real changes due to an intervention, for example. If we think what kind of things you can actually investigate when you can get a lot of longitudinal data points, you can, for example, study seasonal changes, how sedentary behavior and physical activity fluctuate between weeks throughout the year, what kind of factors influence those behaviors. This can be very useful information when planning public physical activity promotion campaigns or campaigns to reduce sedentary behavior. You can plan and investigate effectiveness of longer, more comprehensive interventions that are trying to change more than just one behavior. In these intervention studies, you can actually track the changes throughout the behavior change and not only, for example, before and after intervention. And this can actually reveal many important points related to behavior change process. And also you can have several data points after the intervention to reveal whether changes are lasting or permanent also after, after the intervention, because if you have intervention, but the changes are not lasting, 
it might not be very effective intervention at all. It is also possible to study, for example, rehabilitation after an operation. It is possible to track the progress of return to normal levels of daily physical activity. And this can be important to return to fitness and functioning levels that person had before operation and any deviations in in these can indicate problems in the rehabilitation process so basically you can track the rehabilitation processes much more accurately and really understand when it is going what what is kind of the normal progress in rehabilitation and you can have red flags as early as possible when you have a lot of data points those are just few examples that came to my mind and there are a lot of advantages to being able to collect more accurate sedentary behavior and physical activity data Um, i hope you find this episode and information useful I will put the link to Fibian Sense if you are interested in checking what advantages it can offer to your project and research designs. Also, I'm glad to brainstorm with research ideas and reply any questions you might have. Just drop me an email at olli at fibian.com. It's O-L-L-I at fibian.com. Thanks for listening. And have a brilliant day, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.